A novel must show how the world truly is, how characters genuinely think, how events actually occur. A novel should somehow reveal the true source of our actions. Kevin Hood. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Holt. And I'm Lee Esses. This is a struggle for me with dialogue. All of my dialogue, I feel, is so fake, so forced, just to get it to where I need it to go in the story. And I hate it so much. We did mention awkward dialogue earlier in the month, but today we are talking specifically about when something feels fake or forced. This can be any number of situations, and it usually happens when the author says this needs to happen, so they make it happen. And that's not always the case. It doesn't need to happen. So when you think something feels fake or forced, this is one of those things where you can overthink it and psych yourself out and then think everything's terrible and then throw the manuscript out the window and then hug your knees and rock back and forth and weep. And say that you've never been a writer. I'll never be a writer. If something feels fake to you, there's a possibility that it's because you've read the line a thousand times. This is where beta readers and other assistants in your writing process are so helpful. They are your friends. They can read it and they can tell you from an outside perspective that is unfamiliar with what's happening, whether it's actually fake. But if they agree that something feels fake or forced, this is something that can kneecap your writing. You definitely want to fix it if they agree, yeah, this might need a little bit of attention. So let's get into the example and then how to identify and fix all of the problems. This example is a dialogue, so I will be reading one part and then Lee will be reading the other part. I can do it. Really? Of course. I took a year of medical school. You're a fashion consultant. I dropped out because I was bored, but I was really good at this. And then I find the exact tools that I need to do the job. Yeah, that feels very out of character, very forced. And you're trying to make the hero heroic by giving them skills that they conveniently have right now. I take it there's some kind of like field medical thing going on here. And yeah, you can do some first aid stuff, but... I'm sorry, if you took a single year of medical school, you're not going to be really good at something medical-wise. In the new example, we find out they're setting a dislocated shoulder. Yeah, that's really hard. I've tried to do that. doesn't work so easily. And not something you want to do incorrectly. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) So the fact that we're laughing at this scene is probably a good indication that the whole thing feels very lame. It's supposed to be a very dramatic scene. Danger is happening. Character is coming to the rescue and we're going, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, sure. So a couple of things to help identify what is wrong with something if it feels fake or forced. If the hero feels insubstantial, lame, or ridiculously good at things they shouldn't be good at based on the rest of their characterization, it's probably fake or forced. You can kind of get away with this in the first half of your first act when you're still establishing what the character is. 
So if you have a legally blonde scenario where she kind of feels like a bimbo, but she's actually really smart, you can start to pull that off a little bit. But if it happens any other time in your book, there are going to be question marks and probably copious amounts of giggles because it's so off the wall and weird. Another way to identify if something is forced or fake is the deus ex machina. We've talked about this in a couple of episodes. We had a whole episode about it. If you are giving them the exact tools that they need, or someone comes in who we don't know that just saves everything, it is so fake. You are forcing an ending. You are forcing it to go the way you need it to go, rather than what makes most sense for the characters. And that's the other thing. If it doesn't make sense for the character, if it is out of character, it's fake. It's a little more difficult for pantsers to wrap their heads around is if something feels out of character because they're still sort of developing the character as they're writing. So this is something for you pantsers especially to keep an eye out for. Yes, I'm looking at you, Lee. What? I never do this. Uh Uh-huh. Ever. (laughs) A lot of this issue comes down to the wrong person solving the problem. Of course, if your main character is a Mary Sue, there are other issues entirely to approach. See our Mary Sue episode. So something else that can feel fake or forced is just the writing itself. I see this a lot in swords and sorcery kind of fantasy where the author is trying to get that old traditional writing feel. And it doesn't work. That's not how people talk or read anymore. It is boring. It is unnatural, really, to try to read. And that, to me, feels more fake than anything else. Trying to get that high and mighty ancient colloquialisms that we just don't use anymore. People don't use big words anymore, unless it's a very pretentious person. In which case, it doesn't feel forced. And of course, part of the solution to something like that, where the writing itself feels forced, is actually reading modern stuff in the genre. Reading what your audience is reading. There is no substitute for building instincts by reading what your audience is reading. If all you're reading is Tolkien, your writing is going to be exactly what's wrong with what I just said. But if you're reading modern fantasy by well-known good authors, you will notice the difference in style that is still modern. They are talking how we talk today, and it feels more natural to read. Another solution goes back to one of our first comments of the episode, and that is to give it time and space. If you have decided that this feels forced. Nobody else has said, hey, this feels a little weird and fake and convenient. If you decided this for yourself, give it some time. Step back, read a book. I suggest around two weeks because that gives you enough time to artistically flush out any of these other short stories or possibly part of the sequel, this or that. Two weeks at least to... Give yourself some perspective when you come back to the story. If you find that there is a particular moment that you feel is fake, that you feel may be out of character, but it's important for the story and that it is part of the character, it just hasn't been represented yet, 
then in the editing process, go back and foreshadow it somehow. Like in our example, she could have mentioned at some point before that she had some medical training, that she took a few classes, that she was certified in first aid because she was a lifeguard or something like that. Something that would make sense for why she has that knowledge before the moment that it's needed. Working in the reverse, this is often how you solve the red herrings, by bringing those little details into a moment and giving the reader a payoff. If you have the payoff without that foreshadowing in the beginning, it'll have this problem here, which is it feeling fake and forced. So you want your readers to go, aha, that's why they told us about the medical training earlier. And if you decide that it is out of character, give it to a different character. Let someone else do it. Let someone else have that particular role that for them, it isn't out of character. And you can have your character be somewhat familiar with whatever the skill is that's necessary, but have another character whose entire job is that. So just to kind of sum up the solutions, give it time, give it space, see if it works better with a different character, and go back and make sure you're teasing to the solution and what is going to be needed. That can be done in the editing process. So let's get to the new example. I can do it. He looked at her, trying not to roll his eyes. You, who won't go anywhere without six-inch heels, you know how to set a dislocated shoulder. Well, I saw a movie about it once. How about I set the shoulder and you go find us an ice pack, okay? So we fixed several things. We gave it to a different character who sounds like he has more experience than our main character, who is the fashion consultant. And in the Awkward Dialogue episode, we mentioned, don't tell each other things you already know. So in our bad example of this, you're a fashion consultant. She already knows that. Now he's saying, you, I notice you don't go anywhere without six-inch heels. You're supposed to have this weird skill set. He's pointing it out because your audience is thinking it too, then we don't need to go into her character's backstory. We can just give this comedic throwaway line of, oh, I saw a movie about it once. That's entertaining. And then we're all on his side going, okay, let's leave this to the professionals, which especially in a medical case is probably a good idea. Yes. So this whole example flow is better. It makes more sense for the characters. You don't have weird questions that the readers are going to pop up and go, wait, what? That doesn't make sense. Coincidences are to get your character into trouble, not out of trouble. If things are convenient in any way, this needs to be addressed. But again, just like in continuity, just like in word count, this is something that you address in editing. Get the story out. Write however you need to. Let it feel fake and forced. Fix it later. Because what you should be doing is focusing on writing selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 